When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. New Extra Charge Hot and Iced Coffee from Dunkin' is made with 20% extra caffeine from green coffee extract because we could all use a little extra this year. Whether that's an extra boost, some extra boldness, or the drive to go the extra mile, we're extra ready for whatever comes our way and extra excited to take it on. Let's get it done with a medium extra charged coffee from Dunkin' for $2 with 20% more caffeine. And pair it with Snackable Stuff Bagel Minis for an added all-day boost. Order ahead on the Dunkin' app. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Ghost in the Night with Phil Sams. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Ghost in the Night, a hauntings and paranormal podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about paranormal debunking and why it's so important and what to do and all that happy stuff. So you're going to want to stick around. Now, the big question is, are ghosts real? Short answer, I have no freaking idea if they're actually real. If the paranormal things that investigators or the general public experiences Are they actually ghosts? I don't know. Nobody knows. The paranormal is all about trying to find answers and searching for answers. Now, most people believe that there is some sort of afterlife. So why isn't it possible that once we move on to that afterlife, some of that stuff that goes on in that afterlife bleeds through to this realm or this dimension or whatever verbiage you want to use? So let's get to why debunking is so important when it comes to investigating the paranormal. The more you debunk, the more effort you put into debunking and using science to actually try to debunk things helps weed out the BS evidence that's out there. You know, yes, a lot of things can be debunked by science and not everything that we experience is paranormal. I don't know the exact numbers, you know, but it's a high amount of evidence that isn't a ghost or isn't paranormal. There is a reason for it, but that is the job of the investigator to go in, experience that, try to document it and try to debunk it and find out exactly what it is. Now, best case scenario, they're just still making an educated guess, but The more we do that, the better off everybody is because some things can be debunked. And once we debunk them, we can push those to the side and kind of move on to the next and find those things that truly are unexplained. So how do we go about debunking? Now, the best practice is really, there's two things that I I think of when I 
think of debunking the paranormal and what I try to do when I go out and actually go on go on an investigation or something happens to me. Um, first is always be neutral. Don't you don't want to come into an investigation or come into a paranormal type situation and be one hundred percent one way or the other. You have to come into it with an open mind, but be neutral. Realize that, okay, I might get something paranormal or I might get some strange activity that, or some strange activity that is just something that's odd to me, but there's a rational reason for it. So be always be neutral. You must be neutral. Even if you are experiencing something as a, in your home and you're not a paranormal investigator, be neutral. Don't immediately jump to the ghosts are out to get me. No, try to go out and find, if you hear a strange noise in the middle of the night, go investigate. Grab that baseball bat. We all have seen the movies where, you know, the wife wakes up the husband. Did you hear that? And one of them, I'm not going to be sexist, but one of them will grab a baseball bat, will head on down the hall and try to search for it. That's what you have to do. Go find a the reason or what caused that noise. Odds are you're not going to find it, but you have to make the attempt. So whenever something happens to you in your home or you have an experience in your life that you can't, that startles you, try to find it out. Just like an investigator does when they go to a haunted location. You hear a knock. You try to replicate it. You try to find out where it came from, what caused it. And you rule out all the possibilities. And that helps to prove or at least shed some light on the paranormal field and the spirit realm. The second one is basically the most important, in my opinion. And this is really for paranormal investigators. And that is have a debunk first mentality. Think of it like a homicide detective. When they show up to a crime scene, they know there's a murder, but they're trying to find the evidence to lead them to the perpetrator. So you have to have that mindset of you have to think like a detective. Weed through all the evidence. Form a theory. It's okay to form a theory. But that theory can't be set in stone. You need to, it needs to mold and shape to what you experience, what evidence you catch, what evidence you debunk. Because debunking is the most important part of the paranormal field. The more you debunk, the better off you, you are, like I said. Now, I've had conversations with people in the past. You know, there's two camps generally when it comes to ghost but there really should be three because i don't fall in either one i fall in a third category there's either true believers or there's true 100 percent skeptics where everything science explains everything but the third one that i fall under is both you have to be a combination of both there is nothing black and white in this world that is something in today's society that has really, you have to be one side or the other without getting into politics or anything. But today's society, you have to be in one camp or the other. No, there's a middle ground. 
everybody's heard, or most, I would hope everybody's heard, the truth is always somewhere in the middle. There's not, it's not one side, it's not the other. There's a combination of all of it. And that, the same, that's in life and that's in the paranormal. But you get some of these people that on either side of that really go crazy and really, you can't talk them off the ledge on one side or the other. You have to keep an open mind and realize, yes, most stuff is, or most evidence is not paranormal, but not all evidence can be explained by science. Science isn't a perfect field. We are always learning new things, finding new things out. Science is based on theory, and they go out and try to prove it. That is what paranormal investigators should do. We have a theory, and we should go out in the field and try to prove that theory. The people that are, you know, I've read a lot of blogs about, you know, debunking the paranormal. Yes, a lot of it is valid, but what they don't realize is the more they're just as bad as they, you know, they make fun of people or they, you know, they're talking down to the people who truly believe 100% in the afterlife and the spirit world or that ghosts are out there. But what they don't understand is they look just as foolish as they're trying to make the other people believe. When you are so narrow-minded and closed-minded that that takes just as much effort to actually have that way of thinking and it looks just as stupid as the other person who believes that every knock is a ghost, every little creak of a floor is a ghost, or every little flickering light is a ghost. So you you have to look at both sides of the picture. Keep an open mind. Because if you firmly believe in the paranormal and that ghosts are out there and ghosts are real, the best way to prove that is to try to disprove it. I had a conversation with somebody who was 100% that everything can be explained through science. Okay, you have that right to opinion. I'm not going to degrade you for having that opinion. But I know for a fact that there is things in this world we can't explain. I've seen it. I've experienced it. And I've talked about some of it on this podcast. And I will talk about some of it in future podcasts. I think in one episode I even talked about, <clears throat> I have a pair of glasses, reading glasses, because I'm getting old. Got knocked off the end table or the nightstand. Now, here's here's exactly how it happened. I just laid down to go to, I to lay down. I was watching a little bit of television before I was going to go to sleep. Laying there, put my reading glasses on the nightstand. Laying there, TV's on, so lights are off. The next thing I know, something hits the ground. I look to my right, glasses are gone, look on the floor, there they are. I didn't immediately jump to, it was a ghost. I said, hmm, okay, that was strange. Let me pick them up, and I put them back on the nightstand. Now, my thought was, okay, I don't exactly remember where they were on the nightstand. Were they close to the edge? So. I put them in the middle of the nightstand to where, you know, it just couldn't, you know, a sudden sudden shift in, you know, the floor or me bumping it wasn't going to knock them off. I put them on the nightstand in the middle. It wasn't two minutes later, 
that I hit the floor yet. It was right next to me, so I know it wasn't the wind. Ceiling fan wasn't on. Wasn't an earthquake, because there was a clock on the nightstand as well that kind of leans and then on a, on a, has a backstop that helps it stand up. It didn't move at all. It was just my glasses. I even had some change on there, too, that didn't move at all, vibrate or change location in any way, shape, or form. So what caused that to happen? I don't know. I'm going to go with probably, it's paranormal because I can't explain it. Does it mean it's a ghost? Does it mean it's a demon? I don't know, but I know it wasn't an earthquake. I know it wasn't a wind gust because I would have felt it. And I know I didn't hit the table. So what was it? Paranormal. Explain that to me. If you are listening to this and you have an explanation for this, because I covered all my bases, I re I recreated it, moved it to a place where it wouldn't just fall off because it could have been on the, the first time it could have been on the edge and it could have teetered. But when I put them back on there, I put them back in a place with that in mind, as any investigator should do. Make it a little bit more difficult. Happens again. Now, was it a ghost or was it my late grandmother, you know, saying hi? Don't know. Not 100% sure. I can't bet the farm on it, but it wasn't any rational explanation for it. So you tell me what you think it was. Now, let's talk a little bit before we get out of here about paranormal investigating equipment. Now, here's the thing with paranormal investigating equipment. All the equipment is used for something else, and they are trying to document it, the, trying to document the paranormal by using this equipment. EMF detectors measuring EMF fields. There's a theory, naturally, that ghosts manipulate the magnetic field, electromagnetic field. So naturally, they use the EMF meter to try to prove the existence of ghosts. That's well, that's great. But what I've seen a lot of investigators do is just use it and see a spike and boom, evidence of ghosts. No, you have to document, you have to do walkthroughs, you have to get a baseline reading and find the EMF hotspots in any location or any place you're at doing an investigation. You have to get a baseline because everything puts out EMF. We as people put out EMF. So you have to get a baseline first. And then when you get a spike in a place that you've already checked off the checklist and got the baseline for, okay, you've, you're moving in the right direction. Now, when you get an audible noise and an EMS spike, you know, two things are narrowing down the picture. That is what we're looking for. Now, they talk about, you know, I know what infrasound is. I know it has effect. It can have effect on people. That is true. Very, very true. And I'm not saying it's not effect, but it affects people differently. Same way with EMF fields. It can 
all these things and, you know, carbon monoxide and all that stuff can cause, have that feeling of being watched or something, you know, there's all kinds of side effects. But you have to have, keep that in mind when you're investigating. So, you know, you have to really do your due diligence, get baselines for everything, and then do your investigation. Because not every little EMF spike or every bump or every EVP is paranormal. You you need to take all the evidence, all your tools in your toolbox, and keep moving them forward. And use them to prove your theory. Because these are all theories. We don't know. We'll never know until the day we die what's afterwards. So this is fun and you enjoy your time. Or it could be scary for individuals. And if we as investigators can actually give some people some peace of mind that they're, you know, not crazy and we don't look down upon them or shun them for experience stuff they might not know about. I've talked to people that have had experiences and I was able to debunk it pretty easily. And I've talked to other people where I can't debunk it. And I'm not the smartest fellow in the world, but I'm not the dumbest person in the world either. There is something to the paranormal. Bottom line, you're not doing yourself any favors if you completely dismiss the paranormal or the existence of ghosts. And don't discount the fact that there are things in this world we just don't understand and we will never probably understand in our lifetime. And don't ridicule people who believe in the paranormal because they might be onto something. Now, just keep an open mind when it comes to the paranormal and what people are going through. You know, because most of the stuff we experience can be explained. But you, until you experience that, until you see, look into the eyes of somebody that has had experiences and they are truly and 100% afraid and struggling with the activity that they are experiencing, making fun of them or looking down upon them or down upon them or saying they're crazy is stupid and it's immature. Fine, let's find out what it is. And the same thing goes for paranormal investigators who get so defensive when somebody debunks something that they, a piece of evidence that they have. You want, hopefully, you they will debunk a piece of evidence. If you have a piece of evidence that you can't explain and somebody debunks it, they're helping you out. Okay, they debunked that one. Don't get mad at them. Say, okay, thanks. You debunked that piece of evidence. There's a reason for that. I wasn't aware of. Great. Now let's go move on to another piece of evidence or try to document it in another way. That's what we're here for. That's what we do. Everybody that's in the paranormal or discusses the paranormal needs to get on the same page and understand. You can be on two, either, either side of the fence, but realize there is a middle ground. And the answer is always in the middle. Neither side is right 100%. Both sides are right to a certain extent, and the answer will be a combination of both sides. Ride defense in this situation is a good thing. When I go into an investigation, I go in skept- with a skeptic's mindset. And I've 
investigated with people who have immediately jumped to the paranormal. And if I showed videotapes of that investigation, you'd actually see me roll my eyes. I've heard or seen people post EVP clips where they say this, and I'm like, no, it's not saying that. Or I'm not getting that out of that. That is, I don't even hear something. You know, but I'm not going to sit there and say, you're an idiot. No, I'm going to say, I'm going to go, okay, I'm not quite hearing that, but okay, whatever. If you're hearing that, great. So, you know, just don't get defensive if you're a paranormal investigator and don't be an asshole if you're a skeptic. You know, just realize the answer's in the middle. There's both sides have valid arguments. That's going to wrap up this episode of Ghost of the Night. This, I hope everybody had a great New Year's Eve. Hope you didn't party too hard. I hope you had a great 2018 and 2019 is just as wonderful for you. Be on the lookout for a lot more investigations coming forward in the future for me that I will share with you. I will talk about Rawls Opera House from a few weeks ago, which I talked about last week a little bit. I have some EVPs I'm going to want to share with you and see if I can get your opinion on them. As always, don't forget to head on over to YouTube and subscribe to the YouTube channel. We always post videos of every podcast, and then I also do some investigations where I post some videos. Please follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is night underscore ghost. Facebook, it's at ghost in the night. And also be on the lookout. I got something new coming out. I'm going to have podcast, official podcast t-shirts available soon. You can, I'm working on getting those designs together. They're going to be different logo type designs for the podcast. And also I'm going to have some little fun, little quirky things that you might like. So be sure to be on the lookout for that. <laughs> I will keep everybody up to date on Twitter. And I, it will also be at philsams.com where you can get the t-shirts. I'm sure on the website I'll have links to where I finally decide to have the t-shirts put online. If you have an experience that you want to share on this podcast, I'm always looking for guests to come on the podcast. So if you want to share your experiences, reach out to me. You can reach out to me at philsams.com, the contact us page, or just send me an email at ghostinthenightpodcast at gmail.com or reach out on Twitter. Those are the easiest ways you can get a hold of me. I always respond. But I want to share your experiences too. So if you have an experience in the paranormal or ghost is haunting your house and you want to talk about it, you know, maybe we can find some answers for you just by talking to you. and Or maybe a listener will be able to help us give you some peace of mind on what it is. But we want to share your stories, so be sure to reach out if you have an experience you want to share. If you're a paranormal investigator and you've investigated a haunted location that is just loaded with activity, be sure to reach out and let me know. I'd love to have you on the podcast, and we can discuss the paranormal and what you experience. 
that's going to wrap it up. So, as always, thanks for listening. Be sure to follow, subscribe, all that happy shit. Take care. Progressive presents The Sounds of the Old World. The year is 2019, and someone is waiting for the previews to start in a movie theater. Hey, you want anything? Popcorn? Soda? No, nothing? This has been The Sounds of the Old World. Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should, too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, By providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too. And with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus. Made for you. Learn the latest skills to get moving and get ahead. Earn an undergraduate or graduate degree or certificate from the university that's been a pioneer in online learning for over 20 years. Classes start February 17th. Learn more at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV.